Well, today on the Locked On Predators podcast, what's up with the Preds opening games in Prague? There are some question marks about it after the Chechen government tells the NHL Russian players won't be allowed to play. That affects Yakov Trenin and a couple other players on the Sharks as well. We'll dive into what both teams are saying about it and what we think of the whole situation. Plus, happier note, Pekka Rene back. With the Nashville Predators, we will pay tribute to that. And a couple of interesting tidbits as EA Sports releases their ratings for next season's rosters that involve the Nashville Predators. Uh, some of these ratings you kind of have to see to believe. We'll talk about it today in the Lockdown Predators podcast. Your Locked On Predators, your daily podcast on the Nashville Predators, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Predators your first listen of the day and happy Friday to one and all. Thank God. Yes. I'm Nick Morgan. I'm a writer and editor and on the forecheck.com and I have a partner in crime. You do. I am Ann Kimmel. I'm a writer at insidethepreds.com. I also want to mention today's show brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. Yeah, interesting things to talk about this Friday uh, in the world of Preds. Hey, Pekka Rene is back. Uh, and not only did he accept a new job yesterday or the new job was announced, but he was actually on the ice. So Come looking on. forward to talking about that and some wackiness uh, with EK Sports <laughs> ratings. Ooh. This is kind of my favorite time of year to see who gets mad at all of these things. Oh, gosh. Um, yeah. What what would your rating be, Anne? Of of which in of what in particular? They're like okay. Of let me their see ratings. What, what do you think your strongest um, like stat? My personal strongest. Yeah, stat? like on NHL twenty three. Like, what would your strongest stat be? Probably like defensive Matt Duchesne. Yeah. Like that would be my strongest stat. Like I would be top. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? What would you be? Would you be like, see, I'm not going to make it for like fastest or anything like that. Like I know who I am. Yeah. I know who I am. Um, <laughs> oh, there's like, like aggression. Like that's always one. <laughs> that's okay. Yeah. Cause I feel like I come in hot with some of these takes or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Awareness, maybe, because I always know what everybody should be doing on the ice at all times. Thank goodness for that. Yeah, that is that is why we have such good podcasts. Fact. Um, so we'll talk about that in a little bit, too. But first, uh, let's get to a news item from yesterday. According to ESPN, uh, the Chechen government has told the NHL that Russian players will not be allowed to play um, in the opening games in Prague, or at least they have told the NHL not to bring Russian players. They are not welcome. Um, that, of course, affects the Nashville Predators and the San Jose Sharks because they are the two teams playing in the Prague games to open the season. Mm -hmm. um, and as it stands now, of course, the Predators have Yakov Trenin, 
Um, for all we know, there could be, you know, an Igor Afanasyev sighting. Don't think we'll see a Yaroslav Askarov sighting, but, you know, it impacts that. Um, mm-hmm. San Jose Sharks have a couple of key Russians, too. Um, let's – and we'll talk about the team's reaction in just a little bit. But first, like, what's what's your thoughts on that, Anne? You know, I – it's one of those things where I get it, but so here's the thing. This is all uh, in response to Russia's invasion of Ukraine, which I understand that. And, you know, earlier in the year, um, I know I follow a lot of para ice hockey. And so this was a thing at the Olympics. This was a thing, especially at the Paralympics with the Russian teams uh, not being able to participate. And so on the one hand, of course, I under I understand the spirit behind it. My problem with it is there's a big difference. And I think you have to be wise enough to differentiate between a Russian sponsored team and a player who was born in Russia, who has been involved in an organization and a franchise that is not a Russian sponsored franchise. You know, Yakov Trenin, relatively new, you know, to being a full-time regular Nashville Predator, but this is a young man that's been in the system for a while. Like this is not somebody we're trying to sneak in. This is not, you know, we didn't go out and recruit him, you know, just so that we could punch San Jose in the face in, you know, in Prague. Yeah. So, when it becomes a thing where you start to pull out individuals from a franchise or an organization that is not anything to do with that, and somebody who has been in a part of this organization for a long time, I think you're really, really starting to miss the spirit of what you're trying to accomplish with this in the first place. It becomes it becomes a little bit of overkill. And it's just one of those things where I'm like a little bit of wisdom here. Like, you know, Yakov Trenin has been with the Predators organization for quite a while. We're not trying to sneak anything past anybody. So it feels a little like you're missing, you know, I get the letter of the law, but you're missing the spirit of it. Yeah. What about you? What are your thoughts? Well, I'm trying to find the, the exact, um, the, the exact wordage. That the, mm-hmm. that the Prague use and it just said, um, um, I, I guess it's not welcome. And then it's, I think the wordage was, and I found it here. It was just they do they have asked that um, no nobody in the Schmerken zone or the Schengen zone, which is basically you know the continental Europe, um, has asked that they not issue visas to Russian players to enter Chechia. So it's kind of like, you know, almost like a full travel ban at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I think you you summed it up best where I think there needs to be a distinction between Russian sponsored, um, you know, Russian sponsored teams or mm-hmm. players competing under the Russian flag. Like you see in the Olympics, of course, you know, you know Russian athletes were allowed. They just had to, you know fly under the IOC or independent flag. Um, And there's, you know, a reason for that. And just like, you know, there's been, you know, a few national teams like Sweden that have said like, Hey, if anybody's playing in the KHL, you're going to be banned from, you know, Swedish, you know, sanctioned activities or Swedish sanctioned camps or leagues. And there's a reason for that because the KHL is, you know, heavily Russian government funded. This isn't that. 
And this, I think, is a case of sort of generalizing. Mm -hmm. And I want to be careful because there are a lot of strong opinions about this. And, you know, I, I think you look on you look online and there's a lot of people that are saying it's like, oh, you know, like Mike Greer is, you know, missing the point for saying, you know, oh, we as a team and not go and all that kind of stuff. And I, I don't think it, it's that simple. But right. I will say this, you know, we as a society and not this isn't just an American thing, this isn't just a European thing. We tend to generalize and we tend mm -hmm. to punish individuals on the sense of where they happen to be from, like what mm -hmm. country they were born in. And this this is very much, you know, the banning Russians from, you know, coming and playing in a thing because, you know, be, because they happen to be from Russia. It's sort of you know, has the same vibe of, oh, you're from the Middle East. Well, there's a lot of, you know, radicals in the Middle East. So I'm sorry, we're going to have to put a travel ban on you. Right. Um, and I, I say that as hyperbole because I know they are two very, very different situations. There's, you know, a big difference between not being able to play a hockey game and, you know, becoming a refugee because no country will take you in. I, I want to, you know, get that out of the way. Right. Just, you know, because because I understand there are two very different things, but I do think it's that same sort of that same sort of vibe, that same sort of sentiment where it's we're punishing you because of the nationality you are. And mm -hmm. for somebody like Yakov Trenin, who he's hey, he's been in the USA for what since 2017 something mm -hmm. like that was when he first kind of started playing film for uh milwaukee so it's not like you know this is a guy who's like you know just played in the khl and his you know dad's right. like a russian mobster or is putin's friend or he is not alexander ovechkin that's doing all this pro putin psa in the past like it's just some russian guy and right. that's the same for uh, San Jose's players. They have Evgeny Shmetchnikov and um, Alexander Barbanov. They're just, they're just two Russian guys. Like, right. what's what's the big deal about having them in the country? They're not flying under the Russian flag. They're wearing the colors of a saber-toothed tiger and a shark on their shirt. You know, it's not like they're competing for a Russian flag. It's not like soccer where it's like, Yaka Trent's going to score a goal, like climb into the stands and start like waving a Russian flag right. in front of the crowd. Like it's, that's right. not going to happen. So yeah. I, I think cooler heads need to prevail. And, you know, for what it's worth, it, the Preds did put out a statement to Alex Doherty that said, we don't anticipate any problems. Um, Mike Greer, the Sharks GM and, um, you know, Logan Couture, their captain, both kind of said the same thing. It's like, look, it's with, you know, we're probably all going to go as a team or none of us are going to go. Right. Um, and um, so I think this is a situation and where cooler heads are going to prevail. Mm -hmm. And I think this is going to be a situation where Russian players wind up playing. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's just one of those things. And, you know, I'm sorry, I just kind of wanted to finish this no, point. No, but please, I think please. it's just the, the sentiment of, you know, let's take a step back and separate 
person from where they're born. Yes. Yes. I agree with that. And I think that it puts to try to push this point, if the, you know, um, Czech Republic's foreign minister wants to push this point, I think that it puts the predators and the sharks in a situation where this is the opening game of the season. And look, this whole topic is clearly about something so much bigger than sports and than hockey. And we understand that. But if I were the Sharks or the Predators, I would be very tempted. These are two regular season games. These are games that have to do with your record, with your, you know, your ranking, all of that kind of stuff. And it's just two games and it's early in the season. But Yakov Trenin is a important piece in the Predators. And so I, I yeah. think you have to be careful pushing this letter of the law because it may not be worth it in the end for these teams. And, and again, I understand the spirit of it. I think you just have to apply wisdom when you are, you know, kind of pushing the, the walking it out, just, you got to apply some wisdom. Yeah. And I think there's, yeah, I think I think we need to separate. And like I said, it would impact mm -hmm. the Preds a little bit more than it would impact the Sharks because Yakov Trenin is kind of a more important player than, you know, either mm -hmm. than Barbanov or Sveshnikov are for San Jose, I would imagine. Mm -hmm. um, so, I mean, this is this is going to be an interesting situation to see how it plays out uh, the next yeah. couple of days. And again, I hope cooler Preds prevail and I hope that um, – Jakob Trenin is able to play in Prague, not only because he's a big piece, but I think because it's the right thing to do. Yeah. Um, moving on from that, we're going to talk about happier stuff, including Pekka back with the Nashville Predators. Uh, one of our favorite things about that, plus get into some weird stuff with NHL 23 player ratings coming out from EA Sports. Uh, but before we do that, though, want to mention today's show brought to you by our friends at Bet online betonline.net is your number one source for football betting info this season you can find all the latest player developments team matchups news podcasts in-depth articles analysis on pretty much every game on both the pro and college slate and as always bet online remains your continued source for all of your sports wagering information Everything from live betting to up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. They just put out a bunch of futures for NHL. So if you want to take a gander at uh, some of the early prop bets you can make, go ahead and check that out. Uh, they have more sports as well. Everything from MLB, MMA, boxing, soccer, golf, you name it, they got it. Plenty of Vegas casino games you can entertain yourself with too. So head to betonline.net or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline where the game starts. All right. Well, the happier news that came oh, out surrounding gosh. the Nashville Predators yesterday and our boy is back in town. Boy is back in town. Pecorine Yay! is rejoining the Nashville Predators um, in a, you know, not an, like, you know, an official like coaching role, more of his advisory role, but, He's back, and he is officially on the team payroll. And as we saw from uh, pictures at camp yesterday, he is on the ice with the yes. Nashville Predators. Yes. Doesn't everything just feel better in Nashville? Like, you woke up yesterday, the birds were singing a little bit louder, the sun was shining a little bit brighter. Friends, 
Pecorine is back. Um, and I love this role. I'm not, I'm not terribly surprised by it just because Pecorine is so much the DNA of this franchise. Um, and this is such a great role, I think, for for both parties because Peck is coming in. He is, I think, it's called like a special alumni a special advisor. Alumni advisor. How about that? So, um, so he's a special alumni advisor, and he's going to be doing a, a little bit of a couple of things. So going to be doing some community, you know, liaison ambassador things for the franchise, which I think is fantastic because Pekka has been so involved in the community. He's been so, such a wonderful face um, for the franchise. You could not create a better person to sort of be the face of a franchise than Pecorine because he is goodness and light, my friends. Um, but he also, and I love this part of it too. So when he was in Finland, he was the goalie coach for the U20 Finnish team. And so he's coming and he's kind of shadowing uh, Ben Vanderklok and the goalie coaching staff, working a little bit with the goaltenders, kind of, you know, just kind of in that realm. And I love this, A, because this this is somebody who has a lot of experience, a lot of knowledge with the position, but also I think it's really different to play a position and to coach a position. And yeah. so what a great opportunity for Pecorine to get to come in. And not only does he get to kind of give some wisdom with knowledge, but he also is going to be equipping himself to go on and do some more coaching too. So I just think this is brilliant. I love this move by the Predators. And of course, everybody's happy to have Pekka back. Come yeah, on. Yeah, for sure. It, it, it said that he's going to be, uh, the, I think the, the word, the press release used was shadowing mm -hmm. uh, the Preds goaltender coach, Ben Vanderklok, and, um, you know, a couple of their like developmental goaltending coaches. So yep. it'll be interesting for him to kind of get, you know, he was the goalie coach in Finland last year, but kind of see how NHL does it and kind of see how they you know, maybe treat different goaltenders in the system. Like how mm -hmm. do you coach UC Saros versus how do you coach somebody like Thomas Fromachka? Right. Uh, so that's, that's something for maybe him because, you know, obviously in his career, he's only, he only knows interactions from his point of view, mm -hmm. um, whether it's with uh, Vanderklok or Mitch Korn. So that's something for him to kind of be on the outside looking in. And that'll certainly help him with his career. And if you're the Nashville Predators, and you're a young player coming up through the system. How cool is it to look over there and Pecorine's there? Just I on mean, the ice, you know, watching you, watching your game, you know, maybe giving you some advice. I think that's huge. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is. I think it's amazing for the goaltenders in the system. I'm like, there's a part of me yesterday. My first thought was like, did they sing Peaches and Herb when – you see Saros and Pecorine's <laughs> eyes met for the first time. Like, thank goodness that we have that bromance back. Okay, but, what is what is Peaches and Herb? Because you use this in a... They sing use... that reunited and it feels oh. so good. Wait, is, is the name of the song Peaches and Herb? Or is it no, the that's, the, that's the people that sing it. Oh, Pete, wow. I would Didn't you know not that? know that, no. Well, I was sadly. I was thinking it was like you were referencing like an Outcast song or something like that. I don't even know who Outcast is. Who is it? What? Is Outcast? I know. Do I know. not let Brian Baston hear that. I know. Yeah, but but oh, I was going to say, does Brian Baston know every Barry Manilow song like I do? And the answer yeah. to that is probably yes. 
Uh, yes, I couldn't yes, tell you. He does. I, oh, no. I know Copacabana. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. See, now, look, I could mock you for not knowing the brilliance that is Barry Manilow, but here I sit in silent judgment. Silent okay. judgment, well, Nick. It's our friend on the podcast. My knowing Outcast was very Don't. vocal. Well, you also didn't know Peaches and Herbs, so there's a whole thing. Like I knew this song. I just didn't know it was somebody like Peaches and Herb. Peaches what? and Herb, baby. What name? Of, God. I know. Like, I, I what know. A, what a it, dumb name for like an R&B group. I know, but it worked. I mean, they have a great hit. But don't you think, I mean, like seriously, when, even in Finland, first of all, even in Finland, they know Peaches and Herb, I'm sure. But don't you think they just had that moment? Don't you just think that yeah. they had that? Like just... Stars running and like fluttering in the sky. I know, like all of a sudden, like a meadow grew up on the ice, and they were like slow motion, like running yeah. to each other. That's a hundred percent how it happened, friend. It's like a it's like a platonic version of the Notebook, where it's just pouring <laughs> down rain inside uh, Centennial Sportsplex, and um, and and then yeah, and it's just. Yeah, they inf- it's what's the finished phrase for I wrote you every day or <laughs> or like you complete me or yeah. Yeah, yeah I would uh, love we need to do a whole podcast on like famous movie lines and how they fit into the hockey world. Let's table oh, that. For that's a that's Friday. a fun Friday idea. I fe- I'm feeling that fun Friday idea for sure. Yeah. yeah, You know what I want to see? I would love to see um, like a family picture with those two and ask her off. Oh my gosh. That's like, I, that picture so like, I picture like I picture like UC Saros taking Askarov um to to meet Pecorine, like um you taking your parents, your new puppy for the first time. <laughs> like it's just tails <laughs> wagging the whole time. He's just like jumping up and then has to run around and sniff the house. And so wouldn't I, I that picture, be so great? Yeah, I, I picture I picture picture um Yaroslav Askarov just like jumping up to offer <laughs> Rene like 50 hugs and then just skating in circles really fast, maybe bringing him his blocker to show. Oh my gosh, I'm loving this. Yeah, Pekka just like throws a goalie stick and Askarov just chases it down, <laughs> brings it back, does like a does like a jumping catch in the air in mid-ice to like get it. Oh. Uh. I'm telling you, I, first of all, how lucky is Nashville that we had Pecorine? How lucky is Nashville that we had Pecorine? How lucky is Nashville that after Pecorine came UC Soros? Yeah. And then how lucky is Nashville that we had sports, competitive athletics, England? Like, that's a whole nother podcast. Oh, and and cannot wait to break that whole thing down, too. That's a whole nother podcast. You know, and and I'm sure Kevin Lankinen is going to be delightful in his own unique way. And then you've got Yaroslav Askarov. Like, could there be more, could there be any more fun people in any other goaltending room in the NHL? The answer, my friends, is a scientific fact. No. Just no. That is a definitive statement. Hey, you know, speaking of science, uh, we know EA Sports doesn't exactly use an exact science when they come out with their player ratings, but they have a few things out for the Nashville Predators, and they're a little weird. Let's, yeah, let's just say it like that. Uh, so we'll talk about that in just a second. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna jump on that bandwagon because we have some things to say. But first, want to thank you for making Locked On Predators your first listen every day. We are back 
five days a week. We are here for the kickoff of the season, preseason games, everything. We're going to have you covered with training camp this week as well. If you get done listening to Lockdown Predators and you're like, hey, how are some of these other teams doing at training camp? You need to go check out Locked On NHL. It is a daily 30-minute podcast with your hosts who bring on experts from across the NHL to talk about what's going on in all of the different divisions, the Eastern Conference, everything that you need to know about the NHL, you can find out at Locked On NHL. It is your daily 30-minute NHL podcast. All right, Ann. So NHL is putting out some of their EA sports ratings for the new NHL 23 video game. Um, they have what a couple of things they've announced so far is just ratings wise, some of the highest rated players in the league um, speed they've put out, um, you know, the, the top defensemen, the top forwards, all that good stuff, strength. Um, and uh, we do have an early look at some Preds ratings. Um, and um, yeah, yeah. It's it's something. Uh, let's start with though? the things that make sense. So Roman Yossi okay. has a 93 overall rating. Mm-hmm. Number one uh, left defenseman in the entire video game. Yeah. Which is, which is great. Yeah. Uh, second overall defenseman behind Kale McCarr, who's a 94, which sure. Yeah. I mean, if you want to. Yeah, why not? Uh, and then I think the other big one we got was Philip Forsberg, who mm-hmm. is a 89 overall, uh, which puts him as the same rating tier as Gabe Landeskog, which which is fine. Um, the 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 one thing I was like that I saw from Forsberg that I was like, huh, is Kyle Connor was a 90, so they had him one one rating point behind Kyle Connor. Which I don't know if I agree with that, but hey, yeah. like Philip Forsberg, one of the uh, the top ten left wings in the entire game, Which, sure. As well, he should be. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. Uh, we'll, we'll we can talk about the Kyle Connor thing in a little bit. Um, but I mean, I look at the other names ahead of him. There's like Huberto, Panarin, Ovi, Marshan, Kaprizov, Gaudreau, Kachuk, and then Kyle Connor. And I look at that list and it's like, yeah, okay. Like, like not too bad. Like Roman Yossi should definitely be like one of the top. Philip Forsberg is up there. Right. Sure. Sure. Right. Here's where it gets weird. Oh, yeah. uh, so EA Sports put out the top 10 fastest players uh, from all positions in the entire NHL. They had McDavid one, Kale McCarr two, um, McKinnon's up there. Dylan Larkin's up there. Coming in at number six. Matt Duchesne. Now look. With a 93 speed. Which would which makes him the fastest predator, which I don't think that's true. I don't. I also so. don't think he's the sixth fastest person in the entire NHL either. Now look, we just talked about this earlier in the episode. Like I am like a 98 ranking when it comes to defense of Matt Duchesne in EA sports but I will say this like okay but I mean sure but like well here's the question is he even the fastest predator I don't think so do you no I mean I I would I have seen I would say what Roman Yossi's got pretty good speed he does I think Uh, uh, Forsberg Alex Carrier yeah, maybe. Now, see, we just need to line them up at training camp. Be like, could we just settle something real quick? Yeah. 
If y'all um, could just take a quick ooh, lap. Phil Tomasino. Yes. Like, actually, yeah. He, that, he would have to be the fastest defense, right now. He's you also think? skating like 70 pounds less than anybody else. Bless. I mean, true. But I mean, Phil Kessel's a, a chunky boy and he's also got some big speed too. Yeah. So yeah. When I think of speed on the Nashville Predators, I wouldn't say that Duchesne is a name that comes to mind. When I think of speed in the NHL, I'm, and look, you know, I will throw down about Matt Duchesne's talent. Yeah. But this is not necessarily the sixth name that would come to mind for speed in the NHL if I were, you know, making a list. Yeah. He um, he is tied speed-wise with Dylan Larkin, who, remember, has the record for fastest <laughs> lap in the fastest skater competition in the entire NHL All-Star Game history. Yeah, I, I mean, here's what I'm wondering as we look at this. And there's still another one that I find even more that we're going to talk about in a second. But I literally wonder, like, how much of this is we've got to spread some things around so that we pull in people who like other franchises. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, how much of this yeah. is marketing and how much of this is actual we watch hockey? Yeah, like, I mean, if you're an Arizona Coyotes fan, are you going to buy this game? <laughs> Like to to play the character, you know, you're you're just gonna have like see if there's a way to have like um um uh I can't even remember the guy's name on the team now. They're one good player. Oh, Clayton Keller. Clayton Keller. Oh, like, yeah. are you gonna find a way to like have five Clayton Kellers on the ice at any one time and just give them I all mean, different names? My my son has concocted some pretty interesting teams on NHL. Like, I mean pretty interesting teams but let's talk about the one that that, that we talked about before we started recording this that you and I we needed one. a moment <laughs> this is my favorite one uh on top 10 strongest players in the nhl uh in a in a five-way tie for first milan lucic yes jamie alexiak tom wilson yeah. And then Ovi and Victor Hedman. I, I would, I would okay. not disagree with any of that. Tied okay. for sixth and onward with a 92 strength. The same level as Ryan Reeves, one of the toughest guys in the league, and Zach Cassian, one of the strongest guys in the league, Roman Yossi. <laughs> <laughs> with coming in with a 92 strength. And okay. I just have to ask, like, Roman Yossi is one of the best players in the NHL. One of my favorite mm -hmm. players of all time. Yes. 92 strength seems like somebody has never watched a Roman Yossi <laughs> game before. Like, if you were talking strength of jawline, 100% yeah. here for this vote. I mean, but he's tough to like knock off his skates and everything sure. like that. But like yeah. I said, like to me, like put like Philip Forsberg, if he was 92 strength, that would make sense because I have seen that guy get like bombarded against the boards four times, not move and still have the puck. Right. Roman Yossi's not a 92 strength. Well, he doesn't have to be because he's fast and he's good. So he doesn't have to be, he doesn't have to be strong. But, but here's my thing. The game. I know you, 
if you look at the Nashville Predators roster, you know, just big picture roster, don't you feel like Tanner Janot could bench press Roman Yossi multiple yeah, times? Yeah, that's the other person that's left off that list. Tanner Janot. There's yeah. so many players, like, around the league. Like, he does, like, CrossFit and everything like that. And, like, there's and so he- many players, like, around the league that have been mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, Tanner Janot, like, I've seen him, like, work out. and Like, what was it? It's I think it was, like, his junior team that he played for where he had, oh, like, yeah. all of these, like, records, like, every record from, like, bench all press, squat, deadlift, were all Tanner Janot. Yeah. It's like, it feels like that's the guy that would be, like, mm-hmm. like knocking you off your feet. Yeah, if you're <laughs> looking Roman to, Yossi, like, <laughs> if you're yeah. looking to, like, spread the wealth across the league in some of these rankings, like, we have other players. Yeah. And and how I mean and 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 again, look, Roman Yossi's a phenomenal player and I'm not saying that he is a pipsqueak by any stretch of the imagination, but he does not have to be strong because he is good at other things. Tanner Janot, first of all, Tanner Janot probably doesn't have to be strong. I just think he likes it. Like I just think that's how he likes to play the game. So the fact that Tanner Janot is not anywhere on that list and then Roman Yossi yeah. like Roman Yossi is not like my boys used to call them when they played a lot of um, NFL, EA, EA Sports, NFL games. They would make all of their players um, offensive and defensive linemen size. They called them poofy guys. Yeah. Because they didn't know the position. So they called them poofy guys. I'm like, Roman Yossi, Roman Yossi is not a poofy guy. Like, this is not, this is not who he is. It's not who he is. No. He, he is yeah. not a poofy guy. My favorite thing is like looking at the list that um, the top 10 strongest, um, like that the NHL made for it. And it's like, I picture there's like Ryan Reeves and Milan Lucic and Jamie Alexiak and then like Roman Yossi. And like, I picture like, you know, somebody <laughs> like choosing like bodyguards and like walking past Milan Lucic, who's a big dude and watching, walking past Jamie Alexiak, who's like six foot seven and walking past Ryan Reeves, who a lot of people are saying, Oh, is like the, the most feared guy in the league. Mm-hmm. And uh, then just settling on like the, the happy go lucky, handsome Swiss guy in the nice suit and being like, that's the guy. If oh, yeah. there was a bar fight, this is the guy that I would want in my corner. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Sign me up for this guy. Like this is the world beater right here. Like I so wish we could have been flies on the wall at that, at that planning meeting. Yeah. I mean, really, you know, and, and again, no disrespect to Roman Yossi. We're big fans. Like love the guy. Amazing talent, but should, should have uh, number one handsome ratings in the league. Oh Um, my gosh. There really is no one else. There really is no one else. No uh, let us let us know what you think <laughs> about the uh, the player rankings so far. Um, who are some other players that we missed uh, that you mm-hmm. would want to put out there? Uh, what you can do is tweet us at lo underscore predators or leave a comment on YouTube if you're watching this on YouTube. Uh, drop a note. Let us know uh, what you think of the player ratings and uh, yeah, just yeah. give us your overall thoughts on that. Uh, good, good times. Good right, times. And, uh, in, until, until we get some feedback, where can the fine people find your work? You can find my work at insidethepreds.com and you can find me on Twitter at Ann K underscore mama on ice. I'm Nick Morgan. You can find my work at on the or follow me on Twitter 
at underscore NS Morgan. Happy Friday, everybody. That's going to do it for this week's slate of Locked on Predators podcast episodes. We will be back next week with new episodes. Until then, thanks for making us your first listen of the day and have a great weekend.